0: Well, hello there, music teacher friends. You are listening to episode 102 of the Beyond Measure podcast, and I am your very enthusiastic host, Christina Whitlock. (laughs) You likely know by now that I fancy myself your anytime piano teacher friend here for studio music teachers anytime you need a little boost of solidarity. I want to start off today by giving a huge thank you to the 70 plus studio teachers who hung out with me last week during what I called Studio Teacher Thanksgiving. Just when I think that I cannot love my audience anymore, (laughs) you guys show up for events like this with your honest hearts and your openness in sharing, your generous communications, and I just find myself wanting to do everything I can to serve this beautiful community that has found me here at the Beyond Measure podcast. Seriously, guys, I never thought that I would reach a time in my life where my piano students didn't occupy like 100% of my work-related brain. (laughs) Now, they definitely still get a huge part of it, (laughs) don't get me wrong, but I do find more and more of my brain space is going toward ways to support my teacher friends like you so that you can keep deepening your impact in your students' lives. So, last week during Studio Teacher Thanksgiving, I let the cat out of the bag for a big project that I have been working on. I am releasing a video course It's called Studio Foundations, and it's all about helping studio music teachers find sustainable satisfaction for the long haul in this sometimes draining profession of ours. The Studio Foundations course is built around the first few lessons that I teach in my collegiate piano pedagogy courses though I will say that I have left this content applicable to studio music teachers of all instruments and voice types. This specific course is all about the human aspects of our teaching. It's part teaching philosophy, part research on how human beings learn music, (laughs) and part theories that I've just built after 27 years and counting of studio teaching. I promise you I am not going to take oodles of podcast time to talk about this every single week, but I am really excited about this because I think it has the potential to impact so many teachers, which in turn will impact so many students. It's no secret that teachers everywhere are looking to get out of the education field And my goal is to help you build healthy approaches and expectations for your studio work that is going to allow you to continue teaching for a long, long time. Getting terrific results from your students and making a colossal impact on your community in the process. Now, the nitty gritty details are this. The course is going to open up on January 15th that's 2023. (laughs) A steeply discounted rate for pre-orders is available if you sign up before January the 3rd. I'm talking $89 for that entire course, friends. And by the way, members of my Patreon community get an even steeper discount than that. So this is all kind of crazy. I can promise you this is the lowest price point you are ever going to see on this material from me. And (laughs) if this was an infomercial, this would be the time for me to say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) And guess what? There really is more. (laughs) If you register before January the 3rd, you will receive three bonus units in that course that are ultimately going to be part of their own package later down the line. And those are three units that are focused on building relationships. There is a unit on building relationships with your students, one with building relationships with their families, and the third one is on building relationships in your community. Anyway, I promise I'll wrap this little sales pitch up, but I hope you know how genuine my intentions are here. I mean, like we talked about in Studio Teacher Thanksgiving this week, we all know how much bad news sells. And in music teacher land, our bad news usually revolves around complaints about how we are treated or how challenging students can be and countless other stressors. I don't want that to be the focus of the life you live, my friend. I want to help you live your very best studio teacher life, (laughs) and I wholeheartedly believe that my Studio Foundations course can help, like, significantly. (laughs) Okay, that's all for that, I promise. Let's get to today's episode, Understanding the Student in Front of You. I want to remind you of something very important, friends. Every student who comes through your studio door comes to you with a whole heap of life experience that you know nothing about. Even if you think you know a lot about that individual, there are so many things that you will never have a clue about. And of course, most of us aren't just teaching like one or two students. So this is a lot for us to try to keep up on. There's one thing that I have come to wish that educators of any discipline would pay a little more attention to, and it's this. Every single student you come in contact with already has some kind of internal belief of what kind of student they are. I believe, and that's because I've been interested in this fact for most of my life, that Even as young as preschool, students begin to form an impression of where they rank in what I'll call the good student hierarchy. And these impressions they carry just intensify as the years progress. Since many of you do not teach preschoolers, you are getting students who have already been sizing themselves up in the learning process for years Incidentally, this is why adult students present such unique challenges. They have a lifetime of beliefs, for better or for worse, about the kind of student that they are. So, let me explain. I'm not sure what you can remember from childhood, but for reasons that I can't even really fully explain, I know that I made a commitment to being an exceptional student Almost instantly, and I'm talking about like kindergarten on, (laughs) I have very vivid memories from age five and beyond about conscious decisions I made to set myself apart from my peers in the classroom. (laughs) I have a lot of stories, but (laughs) I made it my mission to be every teacher's favorite, to go above and beyond in every way possible, to do extra work without even being asked I kid you not, in second grade, I took it upon myself to write and illustrate an entire report on Johnny Appleseed just because I read a book about him at home. (laughs) It had nothing to do with anything we were doing in class, and I can still remember the look of surprise on my teacher's face when I brought it to her and turned it in. (laughs) She decided to let me present it to the class, which I did very proudly, yet I also quickly learned that my peers were probably not as impressed with my overachieving acts as my teacher was. (laughs) That same year, same teacher, we had an assignment to interview a grown-up with just some basic questions. So most people interviewed a parent or an uncle or something like that. Me? (laughs) My parents had planned to take us to the Columbus Zoo that weekend, and I stood in line to meet and consequently interview, the legendary zoologist Jack Hanna. (laughs) Again, I still remember that same surprised look on my teacher's face when we went around the classroom and announced who we interviewed for our little project, and I announced Jack Hanna. (laughs) Now, side note, I realize you likely have no clue who Jack Hanna is, You can Google him if you really care, but he was on TV with his animals all the time back in the day, and anyway, he used to be more of a household name. (laughs) So, I digress. I'm telling you these very ridiculous stories because it's very likely you have students like me. They are fun to teach. They practice. They work hard because they want you to be proud of them, and of course you are, They're personable, they're interested in deep diving into the details, and they will take, or create, any performance opportunities they can get. Do you want to know the danger of these students, though? Well, for one, most of you have probably already named it, they are incredibly, incredibly hard on themselves. They often find their value in the work that they produce And the favor that they receive from authority figures. And there's a good chance they might be having frequent panic attacks at home alone in their room and no one has any idea. (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, of course. (laughs) And those things are probably going to become increasingly problematic as they grow. But here's the thing that you, as their music teacher, have to look out for. Hear this. Sometimes the great enthusiasm and the consistent work ethic of these students begin to cause blind spots in your teaching. I have been here more times than I can count. I'll get a student who really starts to knock my socks off, and all of a sudden, I can lose sight of the real areas that they need to improve. You might start to dismiss mistakes because surely they know better, and that was just a fluke you might drill details less in the lesson because you know they're going to take care of that at home <laughs> and you definitely might start to overassign their pieces giving them more challenging work than maybe they should be working on have you been there friends because i sure have as the teacher and very much so as the student so those are your overachieving students The students who come to you believing they are a good student, believing that they are capable learners, believing that they have what it takes to do this thing. (laughs) They are this way in school, they're that way in lessons, and there's a good chance they're like that just in about everything else they try. They are great students to have, but you cannot let them coast Or get by. You have to keep your eye on them, my friends. But now, what about the other end of the spectrum? What about students who do not carry this inherent belief that they are good students and capable learners? What if they feel exactly the opposite? Well, that is a horse of a very different color. And these are students who have my heart. In a really big way. And, of course, you probably know there are so many of them out there in many shapes and many forms. I can promise you that you have students who carry internal beliefs, very deeply rooted ones, that they are just slow learners. And perhaps this is because of an actual exceptionality in the way that they learn, but not always. I see this play out a lot. Some students grow to just never trust their first instinct. They come to you expecting to have a difficult time in their lesson. They come to you feeling like they have a sign around their neck (laughs) that says troublemaker or slow learner or lazy worker. If you pay attention, you'll notice that they don't even give themselves a chance to be anything else because they spend copious amounts of their day fulfilling this identity that they have created for themselves. But, of course, they don't actually have those signs hanging around their necks, so if you are not vigilant about looking for these clues— You will fall into the trap of just dismissing them as disinterested or incapable or whatever. It breaks my heart, and it just seems so unfair for those students. I think back to my own school years and the way that we just all kind of knew, like, what box everybody fit into. You know, you had your star students, the troublemakers, the misfits, the moody ones. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean. And, of course, I don't have to tell you that now, knowing everything we know, what we were really seeing play out in our adolescent social dynamics were things like undiagnosed learning exceptionalities, anxiety, living in unstable homes where parents were addicts, or living in extreme poverty, I mean, so many factors played into forming our young impressions of each other, and it bothers me now. So, as an adult and as an educator, I want nothing more than to help students of every age and every situation see themselves as capable music makers, because I believe they can be. So, This is a whole can of worms, I know, (laughs) and I can't help you solve the entire problem here today, but I want you to know that this is my heart when it comes to teaching, and I'm quite sure the awareness of these factors is what has played into my success as a teacher. Look, I know it's easier just to complain about disrespectful students, or students who don't want to work, or students who just don't get it. (laughs) but I will contend this to the end of my days. If you dig deeper and try to get to the bottom of why these behaviors are happening, figuring out what kind of learner your student believes themselves to be is a huge factor at play. Okay, so I do just have to throw in this one thought and um, it's a bit of a disclaimer, I suppose. I just want you to realize, of course, some of these things that we've just talked about are really, really heavy. And it is not your job to save every student. So I'm not trying to build some kind of twisted hero complex in your mind. Uh, But when it comes to actually being able to provide the students that end up in front of you with a quality musical experience, these are the factors that you want to consider. And I just have to say that if you are interested in exploring strategies to really help these students further, then my Studio Foundations course really is a great place to start. We are going to unpack a lot of these scenarios, especially in those bonus three units that I'm offering through January 3rd. And, you know, I think it's a good place to be. All right, I'm leaving that alone now. <laughs> Let's go ahead and have a toast, shall we? Music teacher friends from all over the world, today we are changing things up and we are going to raise our classes to all the students out there <laughs> trying to add musician to their skill sets. We work hard for our students, I know, believe me, but I think it's easy to forget how hard they are working in turn, whether it's apparent to you or not. Today, I toast the students who show up despite their near crippling anxiety, those who struggle with perfectionist tendencies, those who feel like no matter what, they are never going to measure up. Those who have to work so hard to cover up circumstances at home that you would never guess in a million years. Those who try to carry burdens far beyond their ages. Those who show up to lessons after a day of name-calling or wondering if they will ever have an actual best friend. Those whose teachers singled them out for what felt like the millionth time that day those who think that they have to earn your favor or struggle to know that they have value simply for existing and not because of anything they accomplish or do for anyone else. It's a lot to be a student, friends. And again, when it comes to adult students, take all of those scenarios and throw in the challenges that we face as grown-ups and Oh my goodness, isn't the fact that they come to you to make music just such a beautiful thing? I sure think it is. So I say cheers to them and cheers to you for making your studio the best possible environment for them. Hear, hear. there is episode 102 for you, friends. (laughs) Seriously, the next time you find yourself frustrated with a student, try to spend a few minutes imagining what their school experience might have looked like that day. See if that helps you diffuse some of your emotions a bit and find a little more empathy for what that individual may be experiencing students are not actively trying to frustrate you. I know it feels like they are sometimes, but really, they truly are not. All right, information on my Studio Foundations course is available in the show notes for this episode, or you can always go to christinawitlock.com foundations. That's plural, foundations, for details register before January 3rd. That's 2023 if you find us from the future. And if you want the best ever price and the three bonus units, that date is important. My Patreon community continues to grow. I'm so thankful for that. So if you appreciate this podcast and want to support me in the value that I'm bringing to your life, please consider signing up for that. For information on other ways to connect with me, you know it, you can check out the show notes for this episode, or you can email me anytime at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a million, my teacher friends. I wish you the very best this week, onward and upward in all your possible endeavors.